fight and we don't have to kill everybody in the whole wide world really just needs to chill no we don't Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 103, and not only a new episode, but a brand new season. Season five, we're coming at you. Uh, my guest today is someone I'm very excited to speak with, a very funny comedian and writer and also fellow podcaster, who uh, might I say is also one of Brockville's finest. But before we get into it, I want to remind you, if you are watching on YouTube and you would prefer audio only for whatever reason, you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places like that. But I say don't because I don't make anything from those guys. And uh, I mean, I appreciate the exposure, but please come over to YouTube where you can subscribe to the channel and it really does help me with uh, producing this show. So if you can hit that up and press that button, I would really, really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, maybe with a cool guest that you think I should interview or some general feedback about the show, you can do that on social media or send me an email at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. This is where I would normally say, get your stickers, but there's like two left. So you know what, I'll let you know when we have new merch uh, and something, some t-shirts or something. So back to the guest or the man of the hour, as I often say, very, very funny individual, very talented writer I've been learning in researching the episode. Uh, also though, the show he hosts is the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast, which is boasting a, a huge lineup of amazing guests. So I wrote a lot of them down because I didn't want to forget some of these, like Steph Tolev, Jim Belushi, uh, Scott Thompson and Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall, Ron James, Tyler Morrison, who's been blowing up lately. Yeah. Uh, and so many more. A lot of crossover guests actually who have been on this show as well. I'm really, really excited to talk to him. I'm talking about the man, Chad Noonan. Thanks Thank you lot, so man. much this for coming. This is awesome. Dude. No, this is great. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, yeah. yeah cheers to Cheers you. to a new season. Yeah. Season five? Mm -hmm. How many episodes do you do in a season? Uh, it's all over the place. And I actually kind of wanted to catch the audience up uh, on a bit of that. But before we do... Uh, I've been listening to The Honeydew a lot lately, which is a great podcast with okay. Ryan Sickler. Okay, yeah. And uh, one thing I really appreciate about his show that I think I'm going to adopt here is what do you have to plug like right off the top? Because I usually do that at the end and no, half the time no one's yeah. listening after two hours. So let's do it up top. Yeah. What do I, well, the podcast, like it's, it's been doing very well. The latest episode was Kenny, who we were, we were talking about when I came Kenny in. Hots, yeah. yeah. And Dave Mirage, which is cool. Um, oh, Mirage. So, I thought it was like Merhej is how I Dave was. Merhej. Oh man. I said Mirage. I hosted for him. Mirage, Mirage. is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he never corrected me, man. Am I screwing that up? I hope not. I just saw uh, you at his show. Actually, you were opening for him. Yeah. Yeah. I opened for him and then I hosted for him the night before. So it was fun. He's great. Um, yeah, so the podcast, anywhere you listen, I, there's no video. Um, I'm just doing stand-up everywhere. I've got Instagram, Noonan Chad. and It'll uh, come on screen when you come on screen. Okay, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope people yeah, go and check that out. Like a link tree and you can see I post all the shows there. So yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Plugs up front. So thank Perfect. you, Ryan Sickler, for the... Uh, for the inspiration on that front. Uh, before we get into you, though, I did really want to bring my audience up to speed because it's been kind of a weird. You were asking about episodes mm -hmm. per season. The first couple seasons was, I think, about 32 okay. each. But that was also during the pandemic, and Zoom was a lot easier to kind of throw together sometimes. Um, and then life started getting back to normal, less free time and such. So the last couple seasons have been, I think, about 18, somewhere okay. around there. But specifically, the last six months or, or so has been a little weird and kind of chaotic. So if anyone's wondering, why haven't I been posting more episodes? I'm assuming there's a few people out there wondering that, hopefully. Uh, there's just been so much going on. Starting all the way back in June, I got married to uh, my longtime partner of 10 years. So that obviously took up a lot of... I thought I was going to cue the clapping. Oh. Like, cue the clapping. <laughs> <laughs> you can remember which... Yay! Oh, nice. I didn't know if you remembered which button it was. <laughs> um, so that was amazing, but obviously took a lot of preparation. And then 
uh, pretty much right after that, we went into doing the live hundredth episode at Yuck Yucks oh, with uh, yeah. Derek Segay and a bunch of other great comics. So that again was a lot of preparation. And after that was done, was really proud and happy with how it went. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to kind of kick back this summer. Normally I do a lot of episodes in the summer, but let's just kind of take it easy, spend time with family. And, uh, Rick Campanelli came on in August and that was just kind of because he reached out to me. I wasn't going to not have Rick Campanelli right, come yeah. stop by the studio. And then two days after that, I broke my arm. Oh, so yeah. for like a month, I was kind of just doing physio and stuff and trying to get back to ship shape because the end of September was my honeymoon in L.A. And then I came back from that with COVID. Uh, so that put me out for a couple of weeks. And then we managed to get one more off before the season was done with Caesar McCool sort of ending things off in October. And then the plan was the usual, take a few weeks off in November, get up and going by December. But uh, it had a couple guests that were supposed to happen that didn't, that kind of fell through. And then it was my wife's 40th birthday and uh, it's just okay. been, and now Christmas. And so here we are uh, on December, what, 28th? Yeah. And uh, 29th. 29th. Oh yeah. It's my brother's birthday today. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that's the long sort of long winded explanation, but I also did a lot of um, kind of reflecting about the podcast during that time because it was the longest period I had been not really doing it. Right. And part of me missed the shit out of it. And another part of me kind of enjoyed the piece of not having to edit and, and wrangle guests and all that. So we are back, but moving forward, um, you know, I'm always going to do what's best for my mental health and for my family. And, and, uh, so you're going to get more episodes. They just might be kind of sporadic and inconsistent. We'll see. I really don't know. People but. don't realize how much that editing process is. Oh, and you're, you're doing video and audio. Mine's just audio. And I still like will sit down and like, man, man if I could edit everything in two hours, that's like phenomenal. Oh, that's, like, that's yeah, amazing. That's really right? good. Like four usually. And then like just posting it everywhere can take yeah. for another like hour Sometimes for me, like just writing the paragraph of what I want to say. Oh, dude, I have you know just slaved over those several times. Exactly, like those, just like oh, what buzzwords do I want people to search? When? Oh, for me, it's more I just want to like really pay respect to the guests and okay. try to really encapsulate what they're all about in yeah. a way that seems. Obviously, you want people to to you yeah. know clickbait or whatever like sucks a them bit. in. Yeah, but really, I just get hung up on like I want to respect this person and try to sum them. up. It's hard to sum up a person in, in a like paragraph. a paragraph or two. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that part is agonizing, you know, a little bit. Uh, the social media stuff is mind numbing. I find I just, I, yeah. I care so little. I, I mean, I care in the sense that I know it'll help grow an audience, but I really, I have somewhat of a disdain for social media and the grip it has on all of us, myself mm. included, that yeah. I kind of just resent it while I'm doing it. And dude, my back's getting sore. And I think it's from just being on my phone on like oh, TikTok. I've had the neck. It's, oh, oh dude, the neck I'm pain, like, yeah. what is going on? I'm like trying to be like more present with my like posture. And it's like literally from just like being on my phone, like sitting on yeah. the can on my phone. I've you heard know what I mean? Thumb injuries and stuff yeah. too from and texting. Like, and I, I saw this like, I saw this photo. It was like an AI generated image of like what humans will look like in like 250 years. And we're all going to have like basically no neck with like a bump on our like back. Wally, right? And like shoulders up like this, which like I already kind of look like like i don't have that kind of, it just looks <laughs> like, like i'm good yeah but it's like yeah we're all gonna like have these like like basically our body's gonna like morph into just a mid like so we can like text and like yeah be on our phones more it's gonna be like the neck will just start curving that curving way up. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what like ai predicted it was so oh good lord wild and like people are like yeah no that makes sense so that know? was like wally right the pixar movie everybody yeah. was just like floating around in hover chairs G just giant. gigantic yeah, obese yeah, yeah, yeah. society they didn't do anything they've like ruined and they were just like firing garbage up into the sky which is like 
we'll do that at some point. Oh, like, we'll, like it'll be like cheaper for like rocket ships just to fire garbage into space. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a secret. It's probably happened. It. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad I got that out of the way. I did want to kind of let people know what was going on and, and moving forward. Hopefully we'll be more consistent, but I don't know. Thank you for sticking with us if you if you have <laughs> and you're still here. I was also kind of like, you know, you take a break and you're like, I'm going to be really healthy. And when we come back for the new season, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have new glasses and I'm going to be in great shape. And then instead, I book the first episode for like the most indulgent week of the year. Yeah. So not great planning on my part. Supposed to get a haircut today. That didn't happen. It's uh, yeah. This week takes a lot out of me. It's oh, man. like all progress lost for yeah. 2023. And yeah. you have to just kind of reboot the system. After. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about your roots because we mentioned that you were from Brockville, but I want to know pre-stand-up, just kind of like, who was little uh, little you yeah, I growing grew, up, you I, know? I grew up in this small town uh, called Toledo. Like, that's where I went to school. It's like literally four stop signs, um, and, and it's about 20 minutes outside of Brockville. So I went to, like, elementary school there, played baseball there, played hockey in Athens. I have, like, one sister, pretty normal family, mom and dad, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I grew up in this, like, really small town. Like, there, I think there was, like, my elementary school – my graduating class wouldn't wouldn't have had 15 kids oh wow um so that was like and then i went into like the big city of brockville for high school which like was better for me even though because i was like not a country kid but i grew up in the country like my parents weren't country people they're more like city folks so you wanted to be in the city bro. i wanted to be yeah. in the city uh so i went to high school in the city still living in the country and then when my parents or when i graduated high school my parents finally like moved into the city of brockville and for, um, for people who aren't familiar with ottawa and and this yeah. area brockville a city, I guess it is technically, but it's like thirty thousand, maybe. Okay, like, okay, that's more than I thought. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty small though. I feel like those should be towns. Yeah, yeah, the a town city, of Rockville. There should be like the word city. There should be like ten of them in Canada. You know, yeah. there's like 10 yeah, yeah, the cities. big yeah, yeah. There's this. It's it's a town. Like, so you must love it though, because I know you've moved to other places and then you're still there. You went back. Yeah, I lived in like Whistler for a really short time and uh, lived downtown Ottawa for for years. I I tolerate it now. I don't know if I love it. Like I don't know if I love. Like I love. Uh, like chaos, hustle and bustle. Like I love a big city. Mm. I love like walking around a big city, and I, I don't, I can't, I don't have that there. Like when I go to Toronto, I'm like, this is awesome. Like yeah. I would, I it's would like live being in Times Square. Or something. Yeah, if yeah. I could afford it, I would be there. You know, New York City is like the perfect place for me. Like yeah. I, I went twice in two months this year, and I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like oh, that's, that's like the like, end goal. Hopefully, one day. Who knows? Like maybe, like I hope in an alternate universe, Chad is living in New York City, doing his thing, <laughs> writing but, for SNL or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I go back and forth. Like I do like the like small town. I, I mean, I would like that New York like lifestyle, but part of me is also like, I would like a, like a, a place, like a cabin in the woods, you know? And I think I'm closer to cabin in the woods. Now we're talking about how you have your own house, at least living out. Uh, yeah, on the that's, outskirts. that's sweet. Like I can't complain. Like I bought a house like eight years ago and uh, yeah, which is like, there would be double the price now. Now, yeah. you know what I mean? And a lot of people who it's funny, like doing, comedy in the green room and talking about like owning a home <laughs> like people don't have that there's you no know? Uh, like, relatability headliners there, yeah. and 
Toronto don't have that. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's well, uh, a lot of comics aren't in the greatest positions depending on where they're at no. in their careers. You know, yeah, crash exactly. on couches and shit like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, but brothel's brothel's fine. Like it's it's okay. Like it's it's, so, it's all right. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple of like jobs you had coming up because I read a couple of things about okay. you pre. I'm assuming pre comedy that uh, you were. Oh, where did I put it? You were like, you worked for the beer store as a customer service rep? Oh, yeah. I did that for like almost 10 years. What does that entail? You're uh, like someone's not happy with their, their yeah, purchase? Yeah, it's and- basically like the front person at the beer store, like buying empties. Um, oh, I thought it was like corporate no, the beer store. No, okay. I was a beer store like guy. I was like the beer guy. Yeah, in a town called Prescott, like the small town Prescott. And I was there for like probably almost 10 years. Um and it was, it was a sweet job. Like the beer store like pays well. It's like benefits, like all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like it's awesome. Um, but it's also, uh, yeah, it's just a grind. Like it's, it's, it's a grind talking to like, you know, the same people every day. Well, you start to feel like you're caught in like a groundhog day. Maybe oh my a little God, bit. It's wild. Like the same guys like waiting in line for their beer before the store opens. They're always there like 15 minutes early. Oh, they're like, lined up with their empties. Their their two, four case that they drank yesterday. They're going to go cash it in. Cause they need that $2 and 40 cents for the case they're going to buy today. It's just like the cycle that kind of like wears on you. Wouldn't existence. Bit. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. Yeah. Like, the, I could hear my dad. It was, yeah. And I just, and you did all that too years and and you didn't become an alcoholic no it actually made me look like nothing will make you want to drink less than showing up to the beer store hungover Mm, (laughs) like Like nothing buying garbage from people like literally you're buying their garbage from the Mm. their dirty empties um showing up there hungover is like the you do it once everybody does it once and then you're like oh i can never do this again i don't like, even like bringing back the empties there just because you have to use the communal bins and they're always just covered oh, in some sort of so grayish gross. brown like we did, sludge we, yeah we had to like you know Ugh. wash those out like it was it was a good job like it's a super chill it's like you never had any like crazy like derelict drunks trying to start shit or oh yeah all the time or all stealing time. stuff i would oh, imagine constantly constantly but you're not like, supposed to chase them down you're not but we like always kind of because we would know that so like, boring there you're not gonna like... <laughs> you're not gonna call the cops on like randy from down the street who's yeah. gonna try it again next week you just get randy two times when he comes back in you're like oh randy stole a tall boy today we saw him on camera the next time he comes in we're charging him for three you know what i mean oh, we're like, hey, we're charging you. it's like uh, it's so funny like beer store corporate would be like shocked but like that's what you do at like yeah. the store level because it's like it's like no other retail job yeah you know? like imagine. there's no other retail thing it's not even re- i don't even consider it like retail like working at a beer store it's like its own weird thing but it's almost medical for some people right it's like oh, people coming to get methadone or something absolutely same we, vibes we would have people that would like take seizures in their car mm. Because like before the store opens, because they're because they need their like alcohol fix. That's one of the reasons that uh, LCBO had like really preferential treatment about staying open during the pandemic. Because, yeah. uh, and I know this because my my wife is a nurse, ICU nurse, and mm-hmm. she's told me about seizures and uh, from alcoholics, and that's what I guess the government was largely worried about that if. If they couldn't, like the beds in the hospitals were already so overwhelmed with COVID stuff that the last thing they needed was a bunch of seizing drunks who couldn't get their stuff from the LCBO because of social distancing has it shut down or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then that would happen. Like the, the, I saw it like a few times, like working there where people would like, you know, like crap, like crash because they need their, 
their alcohol fix. Like it, it was, is, wild. It, is it like messed up to sell it to them after that, after you watch that? And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll still provide. Yeah, I don't know. It was so weird. There were so many times where it's like, uh, where you're like, oh, I don't know if I should sell like this person's like on their like last dollar, you know what I mean? And you're still just like, all right, like, you're like this person doesn't have shoes or socks. The, the craziest, like the saddest thing I would see was a guy would come in and I saw this all the time and he'd be like, it's my first day of retirement. I'd never seen this guy before. Right. And he's like, I just retired from my job at the city or whatever as a snowplow driver or whatever. He's pumped. And, uh, I said, he's like, I want to get a case of beer. And then you see that guy the next day and the next day and the next day. And then you just see that guy every single day and you just see their life. You know what I wow. mean? Just like because he had nothing else. Really enjoying his retirement. Yeah. Yeah. He, like <laughs> literally just pissing away his retirement. With, Brutal. It was like you saw that and it just became like a, a and like normal. And like, yeah, it seems like it'd be a depressing place to work. I don't know how kinda, you could do 10 years. Kinda, like it is. It's it can be fun in a way, but it can also like those because like working in the back with the crew and like piling beer and like you know doing you stuff like that is like or fun. Something? No, there's no discount. Oh, not even crazy. They used to do when I started there. You could buy the broken cases at a dollar a beer. So mm, like so if one beer if one bottle broke in a case when it was coming off the truck, you could uh, buy the case for like twenty three bucks. That's plus tax solid. Or yeah, it was all right yeah. plus deposit. So you know you can get a case for like under thirty bucks, and then um, people started just like breaking yeah, bottles. And yeah, exactly. So they took away that. Oh, yeah. Man. How long did that last? Like a month? Yeah, it wasn't long. I remember when they like brought it in, and I, like I think I took advantage. And you could do it once a month. You could buy like one case a month. So I think I got it like three months, and then they were like, "Nah, program over. Oh, like, we can't do this anymore." Yeah, <laughs> pretty predictable yeah. that that would happen. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people are always going to take advantage. Like, so eventually, you did leave this job though, I because did. I saw that. Uh, well, one thing you're working for the city in some capacity, or you were because you're a corporate engagement specialist. I am for the city of Brockville. Well, no, it's for a company called Career Services uh, for a nonprofit. Okay, and they uh, they help people with disabilities get jobs. So oh, my cool. my job was to connect with businesses within the city to like get them, you know, to be like, hey, you should hire this person with a disability. They'd be great for your company. So I'd, I've done that for, for seven years. That's good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. Next week is my last week, though, there. So I'm leaving next Friday is my last uh, time at that job. So I, I almost... comedy's picking up so much. Yeah, I, I have, like, enough... Like, I got this other job where it's kind of doing the same thing but on a provincial level um so it's called the ontario disability employment network and they so we advocate for people with disabilities but more provincially now so like instead of talking to like the local tim hortons be like you should hire this guy now it's talking to tim hortons corporate wider net now corporately so um, okay. i'm gonna do some work for them comedy stuff uh i do like a lot of social media stuff with the canadian comedy hall of fame i do their marketing and social media as well so um yeah there's just like a bunch of little side things going on so yeah well we're great. definitely going to talk about the podcast in a bit sure. because i uh i'm not going to jump there right yet but i do have a lot of questions about that because okay. yeah we'll get there when we get there but yeah. first up um i want to ask you apparently you worked for the olympics i did in yeah, 2010 like so what's the, the there's got to be a story life. there yes i love this story i remember so uh, when they announced that the Olympics were coming to Vancouver, I was probably like 12 years old. And I have this like, this sounds so awful, but I have this like thing where I kind I kind of just like wish things and they just happen for like me. Manifest like manifest destiny. Just, it's crazy. And I'm not even like big on that, but it's like things I like just work out for me. What's and it this called a manifesting? No, no. But people make a board. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, a dream yeah. board or I something. Have a vision yeah. board. Vision but board, I just yeah. like get obsessed with something. 
And then I just think about it all the time. And I feel like it's just like you see the opportunity and you go for it. And the Olympics is one of those things, like always have been obsessed with the Olympics. Like okay, my life goes on hold when the Olympics are on. Like, Is I, there a reason specifically? I was like, were your parents really into my it? My dad's super into it too. Okay. I was born during the Olympics when they were in Calgary in 88. Like, I don't know mm. what it is, but they've just always been on in my house Friggin', I can tell you. Are anything. you a big sports fan? Otherwise, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan. Okay, well, that but helps. like usually, like guys that are football and hockey fans aren't necessarily Into fans curling of or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I friggin' the Olympics are it for me. Like, wow, okay. I'll take my vacation when the Olympics are on. Like, that's so. When I was like 12 or 13, they announced that the Olympics were coming to Vancouver, and I was like, I'm gonna go to these Olympics. Like, I watched the announcement. My mom's like, yeah, okay, sure. And then fast forward to 2009, I was uh, dating someone in Ottawa, living in Brockville, working there, but like working shift work for the city. And then, uh, so I'd come and, and hang out at this girl's house and she had some roommates. And uh, one of her roommates was like, hey, I have a job interview, Chad, and you have a car. Can you take me to the interview and I'll give you 20 bucks? The interviews like on the Quebec side in Gatineau. I was like, yeah, no problem. Like I had nothing going on that day. Uh, I said, what's the interview for? She said, she said, it's to work at the Olympics. And I was like, whoa, I want to work at the Olympics. How do I get an interview? Right exactly. I was wearing like a hoodie and jeans. So I went and I printed off a resume and uh, I drove her to the interview and she went in for the interview and I just went to the, like sat in the waiting room. She comes out of the interview. The guy who did the interview comes out behind her and goes, okay, who's next? And I'm like, me. I just like walked over to him, handed him my resume. He brought me in. They hired me like on the spot. Oh, wow. Like I was like, so it was to work in the athlete's village. So fast forward, like I was, I left like a month later. What is the athlete's village? I'm unfamiliar. I'm not so as into the Olympics yeah, as yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People aren't. Uh, that's where like all the athletes that were at the Olympics uh, like live for the time. All the, the hotels and stuff. Yeah, it's not even hotels. They're like condos or apartments oh. it's like a fully functional village that they build in every city there it's like a, a mini city like restaurants they build it they don't just rent stuff out no they build it no way because then they'll they reuse they like reuse the facilities and they'll now it's like affordable housing you know or, or whatever i don't know if that's what it became but like that's always the plan or in montreal they have that giant olympic pool that they just kind of it's like an attraction now you can go yeah, swim yeah. there and they like it's where the dome is but all those so behind that dome all those uh apartments was the athletes village oh, that cool. there's like a whole like community of apartments and that's where the athletes like lived in the when the olympics were in uh in montreal that's pretty uh, insane that they just build that every oh, time. The infrastructure. I guess they have the money. Yeah, the infrastructure is insane. Like, insane. And they're going to get, I don't know if they do, but, like, the developers who they bring on are going to, like, just sell those as condos, you know? But, like... So, if you're working in the village, are you just, like, a jack-of-all-trades, whatever they need you kind of? I did, like, security stuff, but also, like, I spent days, like, literally, like, carrying... Like, when the Japanese ski team came in, you, like, carry all their bags to their rooms, um, stuff like that. Like, a lot of it's, like, they had to go through metal detectors in and out, so you, like, help them go through a lot of language barriers yeah there. a lot I, my shift was like midnight to 10 a.m so i didn't have like a ton of work during it but it was always uh yeah there'd always be like a few people coming in and out or a few oh, you were flights the overnight coming guy yeah which was awesome because in the day i could just go to events oh, like so 10 a.m i'd leave my shift and just go to events like because i had no a sleep. full pass well like i would i would go to like events in the afternoon or if i had a bunch lined up at night like i would work it that you know I, oh I'd, i'll sleep right after my shift because i want to go to downhill skiing at three o'clock okay. or something you know um, I'm guessing you must have still been pretty tired a lot of the time. Though. Yeah, but it was like I was like on a high. Like it was crazy. Like the one day and like 
dignitaries and celebrities would come tour the village because it's like cool to see this village. It was like all kinds of like high tech stuff and it's like really, really nice and it's like in the mountains. Um, so like one day coming through, I had to like check in Joe Biden. Like he oh. just like came through the village with like he was vice president. Did he know where he was? Or? No, yeah, yeah. Like, where am I? <laughs> this where is a while ago. This is a while ago. He actually, he's sleepy Joe fell asleep. It was crazy. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> no, no, no. He did. Yeah, but that was cool. Like so, oh, it's like Joe Biden and the the president of France came through and like there's all kinds of celebrities. Like one night we that's crazy. We went out to a restaurant and in the restaurant was like Wayne Grex Wayne Gretzky, Cindy Crawford, and John Bon Jovi. Oh, We're man. just all in the same restaurant. Like there was just celebrities. That's like an 80s powerhouse I know, trio. Right and they weren't together, which was weird. Like they weren't, they were like, I was like, you guys, you know, probably all were on the same episode probably of SNL the same or something. Yeah, back exactly. In the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like constantly. And I'm just like, it was such a nerd for that stuff. That That's was, super cool. It was, it was awesome. Like it was like the experience of my lifetime. Like I think about that all the time. So you never, um, I guess you'd have to be in the right city, but you've never been tempted to like approach them and say, Hey, I've actually worked for the Olympics before. So and, when and they went to, to, I applied when the Olympics two years later, they were in London, England. And so I applied again, I didn't get it, but yeah, sometimes like I do apply because like you can just go and work for three weeks cause they just need people, you know, to yeah. do, there's a thousand little jobs. Like it's like blues fest or something exactly. I mean, much, much bigger. Obviously, yeah, but. yeah, exactly. And the money was sweet. Like I was making like good money at the Olympics. Like it wasn't like a volunteer basis Crazy. thing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I remember- Did, did they put you up? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, put me up. Like food, the food is actually like hilarious. So they had like all of our meals were provided and uh, the chef in the village was uh, Chef Michael Smith. Um, you know, from the Food Network, tall guy, curly hair. He's like kind of a famous Canadian chef. I don't know a lot of chefs, but he's, he's like- Maybe if I saw him. In, in Canada, he's, he's, he's famous. He's got a bunch of Food Network shows. You'd probably know him to see him. So he did like- like all the food uh, for the people who were staying working in the village. So that was one of your options, him making these amazing meals. Wow. And the other option was all you can eat McDonald's because they're a sponsor. So <laughs> what like, a weird like counterbalance. It was so wild. And so you would like go and you would eat um like, like say, escargot or something. Yeah, yeah. Someday he, he, he's like, oh, it's salmon. I was like, I don't love salmon, right? So I'm going to go to all you can. So you have the best <laughs> chef I do in love the world. Founders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or all, <laughs> and like the, the McDonald's was like insane because like it was all free. So like no money exchanges. So you just like walk up and That's like nuts. the Polish bobsled team was behind you. Like they're all like jacked up because they, they'll eat McDonald's. They're just about power. You know what I mean? And uh, some referee and a McFlurry. Or yeah. Just like, I would get, I'd be like, you know, can I get uh, three Big Macs? And I would like put one in my bag for later and just crush two Big Macs. Like I put on so much weight at the Olympics. It was crazy. Just That's like when you're at an all inclusive or something. It's that same kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It does feel like you're, you're robbing the place for some reason. You're like, wait, no, I paid for this. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, or it's part of the gig. Or I was literally robbing the place. Yeah. I was literally, at one point they like, I, I remember near the end, they started just giving people like vouchers for food. So you, you'd have to like hand them a voucher. So you could only get like one McDonald's uh, meal because people were just like going crazy. They were like, yeah, can I get like four cheeseburger meals it's like the broken beer bottle thing all over again yeah, right? yeah it it's is a good yeah, thing eventually will always take advantage people will always ruin a good thing it's like open bars that happens too we went to kelly's work party last year you know it's all fucking nurses and doctors and some of these doctors make shit tons of money right and they're nice guys i've met some of them and the one dude i don't know i can't remember his name now but he was sort of hosting the christmas party and he just had like an open tab you just go up say his name get whatever you want but yeah. then 
you know, by one, two in the morning, they're like, yeah, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. yeah, We got to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, it's got to end. Yeah. That's what it, that's, it's always going to be that way. Like I get jacked up for an open bar. Like, like, yeah, let's go. You're like, I'm going to drink more than I was planning on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I got to get my money's worth, which doesn't even make sense. But like, you always feel that way. You know, you made me think of uh, Joe Biden. Have you ever heard, um, Kyle Dunnigan's impression of Joe Biden. No. <laughs> Have you yeah. heard, do you know Kyle Dunnigan? I don't. Uh, I don't think he's Canadian, but he, he's done Just for Last Way back in the day. Okay. He's like an impressionist largely. Yeah. And he does these videos where he um, he does like the face swap technology. So it's, you know, he'll look like whoever he's impersonating. Yeah. And he can make these sort of like clip art style videos where everything's oh, kind of thrown so together. Funny. Yeah. But his, his Joe Biden, he does the the fresh prince of, of DC or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Joe Biden loosely based around his life in, in the White House and yeah. all, the, all the main players are there and he's just great at all of them. But in West Joe Delaware. Biden, <laughs> yeah. Born and raised. Yeah, I think it probably, Scranton, PA. I think oh, yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's always like, oh, co- come on, man. Which triggered my brain is I was like, oh, I didn't realize he's from Scranton, like where the office was, you know? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I know he's like a Delaware that's where, like, where he representative in the House of, because he was a senator. No. Uh, yeah, I think he did, or a secretary, or yeah. so, I don't know. Yeah, really follow U.S. politics yeah, yeah. in a big way. I yeah. just think those skits are uh, pretty hilarious. He does, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, and he does. Uh, oh, that's funny. Just whoever's like, he did Alec Baldwin for a while when all yeah. that shit was going yeah, yeah, on. That was crazy. It's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta look it up. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Kyle Dunnigan. <laughs> I don't know the guy, but um, what's okay? When did the comedy bug bite you? Then when did like you shift away from? odd jobs like well the beer store was a quite a while but yeah, yeah the olympic thing was kind of an odd job so i took i took radio broadcasting in school and algonquin. then algonquin okay. algonquin college yeah and then i worked in radio for a bit uh so while i was working at the beer store i was also doing like weekend shifts on air for the radio station in brockville um, oh, cool. i did some like just volunteer like learning no I, it was like i was like the paid weekend announcer like an intern I, or something kind of yeah like i like i had a shift it was like five hours on sunday was like my my on-air shift and then I did a few other things like throughout um, when they needed me or go to events and stuff like five that. Five hour block. That's pretty solid, though. Yeah. Five hour block was sweet. And you could just and play I, whatever you wanted. No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. It was all like soft rock, like Michael Bolton. and shit. Oh, yeah. It's very uh, it was like I forget would, the I forget the tag of the radio station because the cool one was Bob FM because it was like 80s, 90s and whatever. Yeah, so you get, get like variety. 80s rock, yeah. you know, some like That's early some Green Day or something, or stuff maybe. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but this one was like, yeah, like we'd play Hall Notes, but it'd be like the really soft, the worst song. one, yeah, Celine Dion, exactly. the friggin' Mariah Carey Christmas song Ugh. during Christmas would be like literally every hour. Oh, that's um, but luckily, I voice tracked, so like in in radio, they do voice tracking a lot, so you don't actually listen to the songs. You uh, you go in and you could you record your whole show in an hour. So oh. like you just like skip ahead and then um, it tells you what it's doing. Um, no, no. Mm-hmm. A lot of it isn't live. Like the morning shows are usually live, but like if you're listening in the day, it's not. Like it'd be like... You- I've gotten that on CBC. Sometimes, you know, they'll do like... Um- an airing of something that I heard a few days before sometimes, or the next week they'll yeah. play it again in the yeah. same time slot or whatever. You you generally know like what time it is. Um, so you, how you can tell sometimes is they won't, instead of saying like, Oh, it's a quarter to six, they'd be like, Oh, we're coming up on six o'clock. You uh. know, you like, you pull one of those little tricks. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Or like the weather, you'd just be like, Oh, it's sunny today. Like you're just very general about it, vague, it could, yeah. 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 Cause it could like change, but huh. you never like it's 13 outside or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I did, I did that. 
that for a bit. Uh, and then I just kind of like always had an interest in comedy and that stuff. And then I had like just some, a lot of things like change in my life uh, a few years ago. And honestly, it was the Hall of Fame. Like it started with a ad on LinkedIn. I like went through a breakup and I was like, oh, let's look, see what else is out there. Like I'm want to change my life up. Like one of those things, you know. And uh, I saw an ad on LinkedIn for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, and they were like hiring like a social media person. I was like, I could do this. Like, hey, I, I wanted kinda... to ask you about all of this. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of have. I have like sometimes that false confidence. Like I can do. It. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Fake you know? it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which I'm. Which you know I'm learning, and it's gotten me. It's gotten me places. Kind of like just looking for an opportunity and like jumping on instead of being like, Oh, I don't know if that's, I mean, you right. manifested the Olympics, dude. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't let anything I'm always stop like, you. Uh, yeah, cause I used to be like such a no person. I used to be like, Oh, that's not right for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like, Oh, I can't do this. Or I'm going to screw it up. And or I was like, yeah, well, yeah. What, what if I screw up? And it's like, oh, I have a lot of that syndrome of like, I'm not a grown up, And they're like, yeah. Oh shit. I have like three kids. I'm definitely a grown up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I have a recurring dream that I like missed, uh, an assignment in like grade 11 and I have then, a high school play I'm always preparing for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like on the bus trying to get this assignment done because the teacher's going to get mad at me and then I like wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm in my house and I have a kid and I have to go to my actual job yeah. in an hour. You know, you get like, shunted back into I actual always think reality. That. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I, I think I was just so scared of people saying no and then like one day I was like, well, what's the worst that happens? They say no. Yeah. Like, well, That's the best spirit. Yeah. Especially yeah, like, with this kind of stuff. I know. With this, like, I, I always like throw out big asks when yeah. I'm looking for guests for my podcast. I was like, oh, they say no. Okay. Yeah. Like, or they, they might or become they aware of you. At all. Even if they say no, they still might become aware of you and then later check it out and go, you know, Hey, or they say no this time. Yeah, exactly. And then the next time you ask them in a year, now you're on their radar and they're like, Oh, I've actually heard of this, you know, or, or something like that. So. Okay. So I wanted to, before we go further, because uh, I was very curious about this, like you and I have met at some shows yeah. and we always got along and I knew we would have a rapport if we did something like this. But when I, I, found out you had a podcast and then I see the Canadian comedy hall of fame. I'm like, that sounds official. Like yeah, uh, how did he get to be that guy? And, um, and I wanted to know, is it the same thing, right? That, um, cause when we had Chris candy last year, mm -hmm. he get me, uh, got me tickets to go to the crack up comedy fest. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where they were doing the Canadian comedy hall of fame induction of John candy. You well, they gave them, so he was inducted in 2001 and, but his family never got the award. Oh, uh, they okay. never went or whatever to the ceremony. Cause, uh, Jen and Chris are both in LA, so yeah. it just didn't work. So they were in town and just, so they gave him finally, so he, it was just the family physical, got the award. Yeah. Yeah. But he was the first person inducted. So it is the same thing. Okay. Yep, and you said 2001 was the first oh, induction wow. uh, 2000 or 2001. There was uh, like the Royal Canadian Air Force was um, went in that year. Rich Little from Ottawa went in that year. Uh, John Candy, a few other a few other people. And then they took this like big, long hiatus. Um, I was largely unaware of it. I'm realizing now because yeah, I think it, they did one induction back then. I was and, mixing it up with the Canada Walk of Fame probably as right. well. It's yeah, kind of a similar, yeah, similar this thing. Is more specific niche yeah. for comedy, but exactly. Okay. Yeah. So just going back to the, so I see the LinkedIn ad, the guy like calls me 20 minutes after I apply and he's like, sure, you got the job. I was like, oh, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. He's like, we got tons of content from like over the years that you can just use and just like build stuff and put it on social media. And I was like, cool, I can do that. You're nailing these job interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, uh, they sound very breezy. Yeah. Yeah. He just, uh, he's just like a very relaxed guy. So, and, and we just had a conversation. He was like, oh, this guy's interested in comedy. I love K 
Canada in general. Like I love, you know, like Canadian pride. I get like prideful when Canadians do well on like an international level. So like, I think I kind of showed him that. And then uh, I burned through all that content that he said he had in like a month. Like it was gone. Like oh, wow. I started in December. By January, I had no more content to post. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, I used to work in radio. Maybe like, just, I should have stretched out that content yeah, a little. Yeah, more. I was like, I'll start a podcast. So I'm like, hey, can I start a podcast? Use the Canadian. Oh, their banner, fan, yeah. Their banner. It'll create content and at least like people will be aware of us. And if we get a few listeners and it's something I can at least post every time I do. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. So that's where I kind of started and, and took off. And then. Um, Very cool. Yeah. It gives you instant cred, it feels that's like, you it. know? Yeah, when I, like, message... Take it from a guy who's been doing it from his basement with his dad, and we don't really have a lot of cred. We had to build it from the ground up, you well, know? But, but yours is, like, so much more impressive, like, what you have and what you've put together. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, like, the technology you have and, like, your space you do it in. I think when people, like, come up, they're thinking it's going to... Oh, can he, he has this, like, team behind him. And I was like, no, it's it's just me and Bare like, bones, a, a kinda, shittier yeah. microphone than this and it's on zoom you know um but it's audio only for people who want to check it out right yeah okay. audio only yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, i find like that's i did that at first as just an easier way to get guests because like jim belushi did it from his phone like yeah chatted for like, there is that accessibility yeah, yeah. so it was a little so because like i didn't think it was going to do as well as it kind of has and like take off for me it was just like a content creator yeah um, well and meeting all these people i'm sure you revere a lot of these exactly like I was people just, who are up and comers and whatever. i'm like such a pop culture nerd yeah. in general that Same like here. people that don't uh like when i say something like people my age are like okay who's like i remember red green but like who and i was like no 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 like i know the mate the, the i know red green is steve smith and he had the show before yeah. like i just know that stuff and you know just from being a comedy nerd and like a television kid i almost know? got an interview with the other guy i'm sorry i'm not remembering his Pat name mckenna now. yes yeah, yes yeah, thank yeah. you yeah um it was always funny with the nerdy hair yeah and yeah big he's electric great. whatever the hell that thing was yeah that shows that shows great and it's like i think i would appreciate a lot more now if i watched it than yeah. when i was a kid i remember as a kid it was kind of like i don't know that i get this it wasn't really for kids, I don't think. It was. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It's like uh, outdoorsmen in yeah, their yeah, 30s. Yeah. It was like a parody of that. Like it's a sketch yeah, show. Yeah, it's comedy fans as well. Yeah. Essentially. They just do like sketches. Um, I had Rick Green on my, who's like one of the creators of the show. Um, and it was interesting. Like, cause like. Didn't he play the crazy guy? Yeah, he show? played the crazy Joe guy. Joe or Jim or something. Oh, I forget his, I forget his name. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. One of the. I haven't the, seen the him black that show and, in If you remember case. like the black and white sketch. Yeah, it was always black and white. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the character he played. So, um, yeah. So I've just was like a huge comedy nerd and, and then started the podcast and then that kind I, I kind of like. So you weren't doing stand up at that point? No, I dabble. Like I did a few shows in my twenties. I like did one in college. Uh, I think I did one after my kid was born. She was born in twenty fifteen, but like not a lot. Like I like poked hmm. my head into stand up. It's not at all what I was expecting. Not at all. I thought like, you were gonna say you've been doing stand up way longer, and you just recently no, started podcasting. It's yeah, no. It's kind of like wow. The stand up thing is like just come later. So wait, wait. What timeline wise? Um, so I, pro I started the podcast. So stand up, this is probably like with all within the last three years. Damn. Okay. Well then kudos to you, man, because I already thought you were really funny. I've seen you perform uh, a few you. times now, thank but you. knowing that that's just in such a short amount of time, yeah, you're and, very much a natural. Damn. Yeah. It's, uh, 
yeah, it, it just kind of, it kind of like, again, it was like right place, right time. And it, it's, it's like worked out for me. Like, um, the, the hall of fame wanted me to host a show, like a comedy show. I, I kind of pitched them. I was like, Hey, we should maybe think about doing a show at comedy bar in Toronto, or you have like a, a sketch act, a stand up, a musical comedy act, and just like show the gamut of comedy. But it's also a way of like promoting the hall of fame. So people that come to the show will be more aware of the hall, yeah. hall of fame is like a monthly thing. They were like, great. That's an awesome idea you should host it because you host the podcast. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, I just felt that was like very disrespectful to like stand up comedians who work really hard to like mm. host a comedy show. Like, no, there's people that like host comedy shows. Yeah, but three years, I, I mean, you could host a show. So this is before I've done stand up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. You're like talking previous. way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, 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 this is previous. This is how like I got into stand up. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah. So I was like, I don't think I'm like right that and they were just like no you should you should if you're gonna like help produce the show you you can host it so hosting's kind of a fun way to start too yeah it was kind of wild and that show never took off but so i was like oh i gotta figure something out so i started like just going to open mics and just like doing stand-up and then it like i had like a couple good sets that went really well somebody's like hey do you want to do this show do you want to do that show and it was going good and then I decided I want to do Yuck Yucks like once. Um, and then I was like, okay, then I'm done. Like, I just want to say I did the Yuck Yucks show once. Oh, interesting. You were planning on just Yeah, I was just like, it's there. taking like a lot of time. And it's, uh, and then that's when like Howard, it was like an NTS night and Howard's like, get over here. Uh, oh, wow. Do you want to do the weekend? Like, he's like, do you want to do it? And I was like, okay, sure. Like, yeah. It was like, I sat that like went well in a tough room. And uh, yeah, I've kind of just been since then I've just been doing it, you know, I've just been so like kind of, of a life pivot to some, I mean, you're already doing the podcast. You're in that world, but yeah, this yeah. is still, I was definitely in that world. I was doing, I was writing, uh, I wrote like a TV show that ended up like going to just for laughs and like winning that. Oh, yeah. So, I have that on here. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Too. So that all kind of, so that started happening as well. And then the stand up started like going good. So it all kind of just like within the, like uh, a three month span, like worked out, you know? Um, which was awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, it was a crazy run. But I also like, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people they just like I'm, I'm, re like I'm really good at like I like I watch everything over and over again. Like when I do a set, like last night's set was like fine. Like it was, it was good. Yeah, but I'm, I've, I've probably already watched it like seven times. And I'm wow. just like, what can change here? What can do different? Like I, I'm like very much like always, you know, on it now like i just well that kind of explains how you're doing so well after three years then if you have that kind of tenacity for it yeah i like track every set i do like i have like this little card i keep in my pocket and i'll be like okay this worked this didn't work and then i like file it away of like what worked Damn. um and what didn't i've just become like obsessed with it like absolutely absolutely addicted oh well, i'm like, like crazy excited to see where you'll be in like another five years then because... yeah 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 wow. probably so yeah you're really years. tuned in that's awesome man. yeah and uh, in regards to your show, I wanted to say to people that you have always like two guests per episode, it would seem, or sometimes yeah. more. But I just uh, found it easier to like get people if I if I ask for a 20 minute commitment. So these are separate interviews back separate. to back. Back to back. Yeah. Se okay. Yeah. So like, like uh, people like Jim Belushi, which like was a good get for me, like 
Of course. It yeah. had nothing to do, but I was like, oh, I, I kind of just met, like said, hey, Dan Aykroyd is going into the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. We'd love to talk to you for 20 minutes about it. So, like, that's how I got him, right? Clever. So, like, the, and he was like, I love Dan. I'd do anything for Dan Aykroyd. So, I was like, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a wild one. That was a wild interview. Uh, but, yeah, so, and then I just asked for 20 minutes just because, uh, and, you know, sometimes people give me, like, way more. They give me an hour, which is sweet. And yeah. when that happens, it's the, awesome. The standard I was seeing was about two Half an half an hour episodes yeah, exactly. back to back That's, in, in one episode. Yeah, exactly. That's what I try to just keep it to, and like an hour long episode. That's cool. That's a yeah. good runtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. Can't yeah. say that we do that here. It's all I love over long the place form, though. Here. We've like, had some short ones too. You know, forty five minutes is probably the shortest though. Really, I love like the conversational aspect because uh, mine isn't like like mine's very like question answer question answer. I try to get that conversational. Mm. But on it really Zoom, depends on the person too. It's it yeah. It depends and it's on nothing the, against the other person. Someone who gives those more like point form answers, I don't like see that as a sign of disrespect or yeah. something. It's just like people operate differently, and yeah, especially exactly. Zoom has kind of like a corporate feel to it. Yeah, I do the thing too where I just jump into the conversation. I don't like. Oh say, yeah, same here. Yeah, I'm not like. Uh, all right. Uh, are you ready to start? Like, I'm just like, I asked my first question, like literally within a minute of them getting on zoom. And they're like, sometimes they're like, Oh, we've, we're starting. Jolted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Cause they always like, in the end, I think at first I was like, Whoa, but in the end they always like come back. Like when we're wrapping it up and we're chatting after the, you know, the mic's been turned off. They're always like, Oh, I actually appreciated that. Cause I felt like just like a conversation was happening the whole time. It wasn't like, yeah. So like you, you learn those tricks and stuff as, as, as the pod goes on. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure people go check it out because, yeah. you know, it's it's there. It's available. Uh, he's had some guests that have been on this show as well. Uh, Kenny Hotz, Fred Penner, Dave Merhez, Jennifer Candy. So if you like them and, you, and you're liking Chad, you can get you can kick me out of the, the whole situation. <laughs> um, that probably is not great marketing, but I don't care. Yeah. I just hope they check it out. So uh, I did want to ask you what you, I had written down here. What was your first stand up gig and what was like your or, and or what was your first paid gig? If there was any kind of a story behind oh, good that. Question. Uh, my first stand-up gig was uh, at, like an open mic in Oshawa. Um, yeah, I don't. That's like outside Toronto, right? Yeah, just yeah, this side of Toronto, the Ottawa side of Toronto. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I was like doing some work in that area in Toronto, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll just go to this like open mic and do a five minute spot, and it went like fine because I like had thought about what I wanted to say for a long time, and like like. I actually like wrote out jokes, which I feel like a lot of people don't do their first time. That's uh, yeah. There's some people who just try to they think like, they can I'm wing funny. It. I'm cause I'm like, I'm not the funniest person in my group of friends, you know, like I'm not like I'm kitchen table funny a little bit, but I'm, I'm like never like you wanted you, to be prepared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People aren't going to leave a party with me and be like, that guy's fucking funny. You yeah. know, like he kills me. Like, I don't think that ever happens. Um, but I think I'm like a good enough writer that I can like get by and I can like channel that and get in the zone to, yeah. to perform. So that was my first one. There wasn't like anything. It was like, like everybody's first set is like dirty and gross, like super dirty, super gross. Yeah. You like, go for the yeah, bombs. That's and, easy. Yeah. Right. Um, and my first paid one, I don't know. I can't remember my first. They must paid. not have paid you that much. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I remember the first time I got, I wasn't really counting like, when you get like 10 bucks in a yeah. beer, like, you know, the first time you make like 50 bucks or something. It was definitely at Yuck Yucks. It would have been Yuck Yucks, um, 
downtown. Coincidentally, 50 bucks is the most I've ever paid for comedy. <laughs> it would have been it would have been on the uh Kent Street one in the hotel. And I think Tavis was hosting. Nice, the best. He was hosting last night. Dude, he is the best host. Like his uh, show on here, his more recent episode has like 10,000 views, which is not the average episode count. For I could listen show. to that guy talk all day. Like yeah, he's I, just so funny and yeah. so off the cuff. Yeah, natural, calm. Is, yeah, so calm. He's a great host. I do better any show he's hosting. I feel like. I like, feel like you're in good hands. You I mean, great. Yeah, he brings you up the right way. Uh, yeah, no, he's he's an awesome host. So he was hosting. I think Chris Robinson was the headliner. Okay, um, I'm vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's from Toronto. We I did like the whole weekend, which was like exciting, like eight minute spots or something. Um, yeah, that was that was my first time uh, getting paid like in a comedy club. Yeah, which is cool. It's it was freaking awesome. Like yeah. I saved the check. I want to get it framed. Like I haven't yet, but um, yeah, it was the coolest thing ever to get like. A check to your house that says like yuck yucks on it is like oh this is yeah this is super neat yeah, yeah like, that's yeah. like a nostalgic yeah. little thing you could frame yeah exactly I, I would probably do that yeah 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 throw it up on a wall somewhere yeah so do you have plans moving forward for like the usual like goals like album slash tour I wanted to do uh, stand up in New York City this year so I did that my goal is to oh, do stand up in New York and L A so I still want to do and I don't I don't. Like my goal was to like not do like one of those where you like pay five bucks to get five minutes of stage time. Yeah. Like I wanted you have actual, to bring ten people or something. yeah, exactly. Like that's not the goal. I wanted to do like a real spot, and I got one in New York, which was cool. Um, was it like a notable place or yeah, not that, that matters that much. No, but. it was a it was a place in Brooklyn. I forget what the name of the club is, and I should remember. <laughs> it's something it started with a T. It was like very cool, uh, but it, yeah, it was like a real like club that like brings in headliners they had a they had a like competition so first i asked for this like competition spot so at five o'clock they do like a competition where they have like 10 comics do like three minutes and the winner gets a spot on the pro show so i was like i want that spot so i like messaged them i was like hey i want to be part of this competition it's like free to do the competition they sell tickets to it and uh i sent them like my credits and everything he's like do you just want a spot on the pro show and i was like yes that's even better we'll put you on so yeah that was sweet Dang. Um, and that was just like just asking for something, you know. And I wanted to kind of get a spot when we were in LA in, in September, and uh, first of all, the spots were like three minutes. Everything I, oh, yeah, I was a lot finding of three minutes in the states, yeah. which I mean, you were just referencing, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. I had yeah. a song I wanted to do, and I think it was like three and a half or something. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. That's all I was seeing there. It was really, really hard to, or you have to. I emailed something a week before for the comedy store, but then they probably get so many. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I see so. people getting spots there, though. It's crazy. Like, a lot of... They must do a lot of, like, open mic type stuff or, like... Yeah. The only open mic thing I found was um, on a Sunday night in, like, this small room. I think they call... I think the that's belly the belly room. Yeah. yeah. You go up some stairs, and it was fucking packed. And, and we were tired. We'd been traveling, and Kelly was like, I'm going to just stay at the hotel if you don't mind. She's seen me perform these yeah. songs and shit enough. She's like, you go yeah, break yeah. a fucking leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. And uh, so I went, but you know, you get there, you're alone and it was super packed. And then I thought it was, Sorry, or yeah, I thought it was three minutes because that's what I've been reading everywhere. And I already thought that was really short. Yeah. And then I asked the guys like, so yeah, how much time do we get? And they're like two minutes. And I'm like, fuck, I can't even play the song that oh, I was no. going to play. So I kind of chickened out and uh, 
Yeah. Just I was like, yeah, no, the hotel is down the street and I could easily just crack a drink and yeah. order room service. And that's brutal. Like, I was on my honeymoon, yeah, so I didn't yeah. want to be stressing out. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's wild. Like all, all those places, like even in New York, like, yeah, like two, three minute spots, which is like, I think it's very doable for a lot of styles of comedy. Just yeah. the stuff that I had prepared was like musical and I don't have a lot of one minute songs, you know, yeah, or yeah, two exactly. minute songs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It is what it is. You know, looking back now, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't do it. But anyways, I hijacked your story with uh, you were talking about New York and getting spots. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. That was my goal for this year. And then so. So in 2024, I think I want to like I'd like to do like a spot in, in L.A., which I think would be cool. I don't know if I have like any like concrete goals. I'm kind of just like taking everything as as it comes. Uh, I want to do a live version of my podcast, like at a comedy festival of some nice. type um, where I get like, uh, like form, like a cast of a Canadian TV show or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's something. Like a Comic-Con panel kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's something I want to do on the I podcast. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to do uh, like more stand up in Toronto is uh, I've done like a few at absolute and stuff there, but I definitely want to like break into that. Cause I do like Montreal and Ottawa a lot, but not I'm that's further. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's just like that much further, but I'm like in Brockville, I'm like that much closer too. So it's like not as hard yes. for, it's not crazy for me to like drive to Toronto and drive home in the same day. Like that's not what it's like three and a half each way or something. Uh, I could do it. Like I can get like downtown Toronto and in, in three would be from Brockville. Yeah. yeah oh wow. I could do three. Easily. Yeah, it's not so bad. Though. No, it's not crazy. I mean, it's a little crazy for like a 10 minute spot. So I just want to do more there. So I think it's just like more opportunities is what I'm looking for, like goal wise. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I was asking album stuff that might be a little too like more in the future. But I've done like rec some recording of stuff. And some people do like 15 minute albums or 20 minute albums. Yeah. There's no real rule. Right. I'm too, because um, when I'm doing like a longer, like 15 minute set, I'm just like all over the place. Like Ooh. I am like pointing out stuff that's happening in the audience. I'm doing callbacks and it, and I've recorded stuff. Like I have like a 20 minute recording, but it's like, what do I do with, what do I like? I'm calling back to three comics ago. Nobody's going to get that on the recording, you yeah. know? And I don't, and I find it hard to like compromise my like style for that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, just go up there and do my jokes. Well, again, I, when I wrote this down, I didn't know you were only three years in. I would have thought you were mm. way longer than that. So yeah. 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 Um, I recently did stand up for the first time in months and months. Right. I remember you saying that it was yeah. last week. Yeah. So do you mind if I read you the thing that I did for the first half? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, originally I wanted to write a song. I usually go musical and I wanted to just kind of do like the year in review. Yeah. Just talk about some, uh, you know, notable things from 2023. But I realized, okay, screw it. I don't even want to bring the guitar. It's just extra stuff to stress about when I haven't done stand up in right. months and I just kind of want it to go well. So I decided I was going to write it out like sort of like poetry or like it ended up being sort of like Dr. Seuss, like mm -hmm. um, just the year in review. So that's what I, I did. I read this. So I said, January, things got intense on the very first day when the powers that be almost took Hawkeye away. <laughs> Mr. Renner nearly died. You already know how. He was violently crushed by a massive snowplow. <laughs> and then I stopped there and I compliment myself for rhyming know-how and snowplow. <laughs> chef's kiss kind of thing. I have that written down. Stop for <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, but Jeremy prevailed and he's doing quite well, narrowly surviving his own personal hell. As for being an Avenger, well, I think he should quit because Mark Ruffalo totally would have stopped that shit. <laughs> and then I lean over to some old lady. I was like, he plays the Hulk, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, February, Tom Brady retired after a stellar career spanning over two decades. This was finally the year. Giselle might just love it. Perhaps she'll be elated. Yet, nevertheless, their marriage quickly deflated. Oh, my God. That is a great friggin' pun. Thank that you. is amazing. Thank you. Did the crowd get that? Uh, yeah, yeah. The flake gate? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I really felt like the crowd was into it. Like, I, I did... Really well, I think. Yeah. Um, my first joke, I'll tell you after, because I broke open the crowd, I felt like a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there were some ladies up front that were like, Ugh. it was one of their birthdays, she's 51, and they were they were nice. I talked to them after, but they were, it took them a little while to get warmed up, let's yeah. just say. The, and to be fair, that. Georgia Silly was bullet, so he kind of came out and told everyone that he could kick their ass. And Was he hosting? Uh, no, he just had the first spot, so oh, he, he, you know, told these Let's women they were all his ex-wives. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> which, if you've never seen George, it's... Yeah. He's very... He's a commanding presence, is, it, yeah, is the best exactly. way to put it. Yeah, stupid, stupid, yeah, It can be stupid. great. It can go super well, yeah. and it, it can go like it did that night, which... Uh, I love him, though. The crowd Freaking, wasn't feeling it for I, bullets. I love the energy George Silly brings to a room. Yeah, he's a very interesting character, and I've seen him just destroy before, so I never doubt that that can work, but I didn't feel like it was totally, they weren't digging it. Anyways, um, I didn't, so I then said, I don't have anything for March, April, May, so let's just skip to June. Uh Um, At the start of the summer, news websites, websites were loaded after a small custom vessel named the Titan imploded. We learned a lot about building a submersible boat Mainly, it shouldn't be controlled with an Xbox remote, <laughs> which I know great, is dude. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this now not to just be like, hey, check out my jokes. But, no. you know, these are only going to be topical for now. No, you basically. got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't perform that often. We've yeah. talked about this on the show many times. Uh, July, U.S. Congress confirms UFOs are quite real. The public at large wasn't sure how to feel. Do aliens exist? This is truly a shock. Then we all quickly reverted to scrolling TikTok. <laughs> Um, then I did August, uh, August wrapped up with one very sad marker, the untimely passing of the late great Bob Barker. At last, it was time that we all said goodnight to the most wonderful host of the price is right. I imagine his soul ascended into the sky by climbing a mountain with that little yodeling guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Only about half the people got that. My kids didn't get that. No. Yeah. Uh, and then this one, I felt like I was punching down, but uh, October, another sad celeb passing hit us in the fall. Matthew Perry gone. Whew, didn't see that coming at all. Lesson learned, though, that if you feel kind of woozy, probably shouldn't do ketamine and hop in a jacuzzi. <laughs> it felt kind of mean. I like the way one. you said that you're in hop in a jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah because I like Tim. Yeah. He was funny. He yeah. gave me a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then December was just wrapping up the year I wrote. Now, uh, as we get ready to embark on a new year, here's a quick little tip so you won't live in fear. Just follow the lead of a climate change denier and casually ignore when the world is on fire. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I appreciate you letting me uh, awesome. share that. How much does it suck in I, your head that you're like, I can only do this once? Because I'm sure that went really well. Yeah, it did go well. And then yeah. I did a song that I sang a cappella because I didn't want to bring my guitar and it also went well. So yeah. I felt really good about it. But um yeah, it kind of sucks that it's so specific yeah. to this time frame, but it, I really enjoyed the process. I wrote all that the night before the set. Right. Uh, yeah. I typed it all up, just kind of powered well, through. Yeah. And it made me realize I need to do that more. So yeah, yeah, with, a, with right. a more universal topic that's not time sensitive or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. It really kind of sparked something in me where I'm like, oh, if it's the certain right type of wordplay, I can do this. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's why I stick to songs a lot because I find writing lyrics, once I have the concept, the making it rhyme yeah. sort of is pretty easy to me. I don't I, know. I started doing this gig with Dan Alaire on his radio station where we write like a weekend update type segment for okay. it every week. 
Uh, out in Cornwall, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the boom, the chorus stations out there. I think it's boom. And uh, it's super fun, but it's also like awesome just to write. Like I do like pop culture and international news, and then he does like local stories. And I love like pushing that limit. Like I did one of the jokes last night. It was, uh, hey, Tony Hawk's son married Kurt Cobain's daughter. Yeah. And you know, Courtney Love was like, let's make it a shotgun wedding. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> People hate that joke, though. Like, I turned to my dad and he was like, no. And I was <laughs> Like, yeah, what, yeah, you don't think she did it? I clearly have watched more uh, conspiracy documentaries about that than, than my dad has. It's so funny because it's like, I don't have an opinion on it. And I'm not, but people just instantly hate me for it, you know? There's the other one I wrote for it. Um, it's funny because, like, these go out on public radio and that's okay. But, like, in a comedy club, it gets like, oh, like, people are like, get, you know, yeah, like, weird. this is on radio. Like, this is like, your kids can hear this joke in the car, you know? Like, I guess they assume they won't get it. It'll go over their heads or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like a long time ago now, realistically. Yeah. yeah the other one was like, uh, Oscar Pistorius, the Blade Runner, was released from prison. Um, prosecutors appealed the decision, but the judge decided he did, they didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, again, people get mad at it, but I'm like, I'm making fun of Oscar Pistorius who murdered his wife. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I think he's fair game. Like, he's no I angel, think, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but the, what I love... What I hate about those jokes is like I like last night. That's the last night I can say that that Kurt Cobain joke is like that's it. Like that happened two months ago. Now, yeah, I see what you're saying. Know? That's like one of those late night talk show jokes that's yeah, pretty topical. I, and that is like I would love to write like for a late night talk show. That was that how I approached those things that I yeah. just read. I was like, oh, just take like one thing from each month and try to make it like, yeah. what's the funny little spin at the end? And mm -hmm. I made it kind of limericky, like a leprechaun or something. But right. Um, yeah, I was definitely had that sensibility because I've always watched those shows and just loved that love whole Those short, world. yeah, and like really good ones. Like the weekend update SNL, like I always say like that's my dream job. Not to be on the paint, like to do it, just to write Just it. to write it, wow. Like write jokes. Like the, I would love Have that. you seen those Please Don't Destroy guys? Yeah, they're great. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah I, they're amazing. Oh my God, I binged all their videos one day on Instagram or yeah. whatever, YouTube. And they're just, you know those guys, right? Please don't destroy. You know, I showed you the trailer for their movie about the treasure in the mountain. I haven't seen the movie yet. Is it was it, good. Yeah, it was consistent with everything I've seen from mm. them. I enjoyed it. It's like a dumb, fun comedy. Yeah. Um, but you know those three dudes and Conan O'Brien's in their movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. So watch their shorts, though. You can it, just on the SNL Instagram page, you can kind of or I think even they have an Instagram as well. Yeah. And it's just all the skits from SNL that they've done. And sometimes they involve whoever the guest is, but they're freaking just fantastic. I wanted to see their live show at Just for Laughs, but it was like sold out in minutes. Like oh, this year, yeah, this past year, like it was like in minutes. I went to a panel though that they were on, so they like talked about um, they're up. They couldn't talk about a lot. They talked about like their career and coming up, but the strike was on, so they couldn't like talk about Specifics, SNL yeah. or like the movie coming out. But it was cool. They were super interesting to like. They have a, a really cool chemistry, and it's. You know, not that often that you see the trio. Yeah. You see a lot of pairs in mm -hmm. comedy, but I mean, the Three Stooges fine. But yeah, these guys kind of remind me of like Workaholics. It was another yeah, exactly. trio. Yeah. yeah, yeah where yeah. they all just kind of balance each other out in this great way. Musical, but like Lonely Island. The Lonely same Island thing. as well. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they would like, yeah, which is cool. And like, their stuff, like a lot of the times, like their sketches on the SNL ones, they're just like in their office, yeah. which is clearly their office. And they're just like filming like <laughs> yeah. a, a crazy thing between them. And they'll have like the guests come in and cameo. But it's so friggin uh, awesome. Like I think the first one, I listened to a couple podcasts with them. And the first skit, if you do end up going through them, was the one about the 
it's like JC Penny hard seltzer. They're just like making a joke about how every every company has a hard seltzer. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, drink, I'm drinking a JC or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, maybe there's one in the desk, and the desk has one. It's just called desk. <laughs> desk hard seltzer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. Like, I love stupid stuff like that. Well, that's like kids like, in the halls kind of. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. stupid, but like, you know, inane humor non sequitur stuff where it jumps around and, and you're just like, it's funny because it's so weird and bizarre. I love and weird. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny how like, I think like people don't, like I'll be at, like, at a party and I'll say something to something weird and people are like, what is this guy doing? Like what is happening? Like people don't get it all the time and that's like super fun. Like if I show my dad that hard seltzer sketch, he'd be like, I don't get this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't get And, I, and that's true. funny Comedy is so specific to oh, the yeah. person. So subjective. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think we talked pretty much about the podcasting. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the writing thing because you were the winner of it, it, this is a joint thing between JFL and CBC. I yeah, gathered, yeah, uh, the comedy pitch program. So you, along with your your cohort, Tyler Emmys Eames, Eames. Yeah. Ty, yeah. Tyler Eames. You may have said his name earlier. I apologize. No, um, so you guys have a, what is this? A series or a one off short film? Yeah. So nine in, months to die in COVID. So Tyler and I, Tyler and I met because our children were both born premature. So okay. we met in the hospital and we became like fast friends. You talked about it in your stand up about the baby looking like a squirrel. Man, people. <laughs> hate that and i'm like so I, I haven't done that joke because i'm because i think it's funny and it used to do really well and so I, I like last night i was like okay i'm gonna build up my kid to start like she's cute yeah, she's yeah, awesome exactly. and then tear her down <laughs> and then you know say that she's yeah, ugly tangent you there no that's all right i, I tangent myself all the time um yeah so so we met in the hospital kids were born uh we became like fast friends and then uh, in COVID, we were like catching up. This is like six years later. And I was like to Tyler, I was like, ah, he, I, I was doing st like stand up at the time. I was doing the podcast. And he's like, what else do you want to do? I was like, oh, I'd love to like write something. I have this idea for a TV show. Um, I was dealing with like a lot of anxiety around um, my death, just death in general. I get that. And I was like, it would be how like my idea for a TV show was like basically the Grim Reaper just following this guy around like, and like, just like, why is he holding off on killing him? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just, they're, he just like hangs out. Have you ever seen the show Wilford? Yeah. 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 So We're, it's like, kind of like he can only see him. He's guy. like around yeah. and they're just like hanging out and they have like this relationship. So that's what I was thinking for the show. But, um, and I told Tyler about it. He's like, we should write this show. Tyler's like super animated, like gets really into stuff. And I was like, yeah, and we're like drinking on Zoom. It's like, yeah, we should. It's like that thing that all dudes do where they're like, we should open a bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. We should start a band. And 99% yeah. don't. Yeah. Nobody does. Right. But the next day he sends me like scene one, episode one. That's that awesome. He like wrote, he's like, just ideas, wrote it out. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. So we did it like every week or like few days. We jumped on Zoom and we would like talk about what we we're going to do. Then we go our separate ways, like write. And mm. we were accountable to each other. Brainstorm and stuff. Brainstorm on Zoom. Okay, you're going to write this scene. I'm going to write this scene. Put it all together. Made a whole like show Bible. Filmed an opening credits sequence with a film company. How many episodes did you end up with? Well, we we like pit. We've only wrote one episode. We have a Bible for ten episodes. So that's like the kind of the cliff notes on what yeah. the overall stuff's going to be. Yeah, exactly. You got to flesh it out okay. for sure. And then through the podcast, I like talk to a, a guy named Chuck Tatham, who was a writer on like How I Met Your Mother and pr producer on Arrested Development, Modern mm. Family. Sent the script to him. He like liked it, and he was like, "Oh, this is great." Wait, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, well, I know. You just he's just manifesting goes. shit. I know. He's, he's Left, just, right, and center. He's just you know on this show and that. How do you meet these guys? Through the podcast. This one was through the podcast. So he comes ah, on the podcast. Okay, okay, so okay. I use like my podcast 
you know, hookup to be like, hey, we wrote this script, kind of mm. like, if you hey. have a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't working on anything at the time. I think he was doing like, what show just ended? So, Ollie, you got to do that. You got to start shilling your stuff on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's all you got to do. I mean, I don't have a, a screenplay written or, yeah. or a show. I've had lots of ideas, but. Yeah. And so he like cut, like he looked at it. He was like, oh, this is great. You know, told us what he would change uh, and that type of stuff, which was really cool. We sent it off to the Just for Laughs competition. Again, like, okay, we'll send this. We'll see what on a happens. whim almost. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like it was like a fifty dollar entry fee or something that we like. Okay, and we'll, we didn't like think about it for like two months, um, and then we get like a call from uh, this girl Rachel from L.A. and she's like, "Hey, we're selecting you guys to bring you to Just for Laughs." We're like, oh, that's crazy! And for us, like that was the win. Like that was yeah. You're already won. being considered. Yeah, we got considered. This is the craziest thing ever. Because that shows the, that the show has legs regardless of if you win this next thing yeah. or not. You're like, okay, well, this isn't crap. And we're like, okay, now we're in the room with these people. Yeah. Like other writers that were pitching when we were there were like people that were writing on the show The Boys and like people wow. that are writing on This Hour is 22 Minutes. And then there's like Tyler and Chad, you know? Yeah. Like it was so crazy. And it's just like be That's in the insane. room with like producers. And, you know, we had like, when we were there, we had like meetings with like Amazon and stuff. It was insane. Anyway, so we go, we do our thing. Like it goes fine. Like our pitch is like, funny like we do like like a stand-up thing um it's like a little emotional because it does have to deal with like death and stuff and then like our kids were like fighting for our lives and that's how they met and like that's tied into the story so we mm. talked about that and then we kind of just like we went at, we did the pitch we like left we went and got lunch and then they came and like found us and they're like well, you guys won like and we're like what and we just like bawled because like oh, this can change our lives this is you 2022 know? right this is 2022 yeah last so what is summer. the status now on this the status is, so we we've like talked to a few like production companies and we've like shopped it around a lot um talked to cbc who like ended up picking us to win um yeah like we, they don't help you try to find not the production company not necessarily i mean they have like stuff lined up probably before that pitch happens the 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 one so they didn't do pitches i think in the two years of covid so the one that won in 2019 just got made in 2023 oh wow so if there is like a Catch and like up. even somebody was telling me like jerry d's show like he pitched it i think at one point and it like took four years um so okay. i'm like okay we're still in the because it, it all of this stuff happens like so quick and you're like emotional about it and you're excited and you're like, do I quit my job tomorrow? Like, is my life changing? And then it like slows down, you know? Yeah. Um, but but still, then it's going to get exciting again in like 2027 yeah, or something. something will come, you know, yeah. of it. So it's like a good story. And I think it, I think it has legs and like, we just got to like put in the work to like really sell it again. And, you know, get when it you um, mentioned, Wilfred, I had a, an idea for a show a long time ago. I never really did anything with, but I wanted to do like this kind of drunk dude who gets fired from his job. And then you have a whole first episode yeah. about that, like showing his life a bit. And then he fucks up for the last time kind of thing and ends up at some bar kind of in an alley. He's never gone down before. Like maybe it's a magic bar kind of yeah. thing you think afterwards. But uh, the only bottle they have is some old you know, antique looking bottle and he runs out of there with it trying to steal it because he doesn't have very much money. He just got fired. Mm -hmm. And long story short, there's like a genie in the bottle, but the genie just doesn't want him to really like... Uh, <laughs> 
like he wants to be his friend and just hang out because yeah. he's been in the bottle for so long. So yeah. he doesn't really want him to make his wishes and he's trying to stall or I can't remember the specifics, but yeah, that's kind of because our like I had that like Wilford idea, but our, our script has gone like so far from that. Like that's not even like that was like I like that's just a Wilford. jumping off point. That was like a jumping off point. And then like the death thing was like a jumping off point. And then now it's like a completely different. It's like a road trip story of this guy in the Grim Reaper where they're like oh, road cool. tripping across across Canada because they've, they've like made a deal. Oh, that's uh, awesome. But it's Wait, still, he's going to help him collect souls or whatever. He's basically <laughs> like he's going to let this guy live to see his unborn baby like in nine months. The show's called Nine Months to Die. If he shows him around like kind of on a road trip, like across the country, like, That's cause awesome. he's like, he's a grim reaper. He comes here all the time, but he never like hangs out and stays. And he doesn't really know a lot about humans or like you know that type of thing he wants so. to become more immersed in yeah exactly yeah, culture and stuff yeah okay, for sure so that that's what great. like what we came up with and we've like written out and yeah so i mean i i'm still optimistic that something happens for it even like like i think it'd be cool to do like a web series you know with it like at at this point, like at first you think like, oh, this is going to be on CBC. Like, yeah, massive. They're going to play it after Hockey Night in Canada. This is going to be. It could be. You <laughs> never know. going to be it, right? But uh, yeah, but now you're like, okay, like we also like understand like who we are in the game. Like we don't have any credentials behind. Yeah. And casting us. plays such an important. Yeah, exactly. Role too. Yeah. And I I'm like. Make or break a project. I'm a terrible actor. Like I, they're like, are you going to be in it? And I was like, absolutely not. Like yeah. I might be like gas station attendant number. But I'm one. sure you guys would love to have a, a pick on who, who yeah, gets the main roles sure. and stuff. Yeah. 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 We've, we've gone to like places and had conversations where they've like talked about that. So like that gets exciting, but nothing's like really taken that like next step. But Honestly, we haven't taken that next step in a little bit. So um, hmm. it's on us a little bit. You know? Well, it'll be fun to see whenever it does materialize. Yeah, yeah. We'll be I'm looking hoping. out for it and yeah. plug it when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. just remember, too, that story that I was making up. I had it backwards. <laughs> the genie wants him to hurry up and make his decisions and make mm -hmm. his wishes. So you've got this ornery genie who just wants to go back to the peace so of his life. this guy wants a friend? Yeah, and he's like... Des destitute is that the word when you're kind of like fired and shitty and lonely right yeah. Did i use that right okay i always check with my dad because he's pretty good with words and <laughs> you're a good word guy wordsmith uh there you go see you know apparently you're a good word guy too <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that i had that a little bit backwards it was supposed to be him kind of annoying this genie i was gonna call it bottled up like, oh, like dude, you know that's i like that i'm good at like names and shit i'm like an idea man but i hate yeah. the follow-through of like oh now i gotta type it yeah the follow-through <laughs> uh, is like painful i know yeah, yeah i yeah. know that's just being lazy but i got i got three kids i got excuses yeah no absolutely <laughs> you don't have to justify <laughs> no yeah, you got excuses uh, dude Okay, uh, well, there's a few things. Okay, one thing I want to touch on, which is completely unrelated to everything, but I didn't want to forget it, and I did forget to put on the notes, is during this sort of hiatus we've been on, the weirdest fucking thing ever happened down here in this basement. It's pretty fucking weird. Uh, where we have like a, a little switch and a knob up there that mm -hmm. you shut off for the hose outside in the winter so the lines don't freeze or whatever right. right so we lift it up and we always do that every year and we've never really like like in the ceiling yeah okay These, we, for anyone i don't know if you can really see on the podcast but we've got those like panel ceiling yeah. things you have in school where you can push them up um so we never really took a gander around in there and so when i was doing this this time i looked the other way and i see like like old technology from like the 80s basically what? right so like a vcr front and like a mini tv like one of those really small tvs with some sort of faceplate 
And I'm just like pulling this down. I'm like, okay. And I'll just find like a bundle of wires. I'm like, uh, all right. And it just kind of kept happening. And then we started shining the light down there. And there was just like little pockets of like this Stuff? destroyed computer from, I want to say, maybe the early 90s. That's cool. Yeah. And like, it didn't make a lot of sense because the uh, the outer, you know, the box part that goes around the actual components of the yeah. computer, that was like completely bent straight from its regular, you know, rectangle shape or whatever so that they could fit it up there. And it weighed a fuck ton. Like, and, and the lady we bought this house off, I think she was like a nun or something. She was like 80. So like, I don't know. Can't trust those nuns. It was very uh, weird to just keep finding more and more pieces from a computer. And like, you said there was a VHS. Tapes? There was no, no, no tapes. Oh, there was the, the, the front of like a VHS, but it was all pretty destroyed and like fragmented pieces. Yeah. It literally looked like someone hated their computer and hated their whole setup, beat the shit out of it with a baseball bat just and then felt the embarrassed or something hide and like decided to hide it all, which is just so weird. So it sounded like there was some illegal shit on there. This is where it led us. Like gonna, but they didn't want it to be like trace, like traced back to them. So they just hid it. Like, we called my dad that day and, and Kelly, she was the one, my wife, eventually she said it's either criminal or crazy and we were all debating on is this uh, crazy or criminal because i still lean towards crazy based on yeah it, it was too old of a computer to have i would think much like files yeah. to need to hide and right. why wouldn't you just throw it out like if no one would question you throwing out your old computer yeah, they exactly. wouldn't be like oh there's got to be yeah. you know sketchy Stop. drug deal you know yeah. money or something you know or I, I really couldn't fathom what could be on there so um, but yeah, a lot of it weighed a lot. It's just very weird. And it was just sitting above our heads when we're it's down here. Like a lot of it was right above my dad and it, it weighed a lot. It just like, could have been crashing. It was a little more over there, but so it was, I have a one photo. I should have taken pictures as it was happening, but I took one picture when we had it all out in the back it had been snowed on a bit and it was kind of getting ready to go out with recycling, which apparently I was told I should have sent it somewhere else. My dad said computer stuff, right? Shouldn't put it out in the trash. Well, yeah, we did. Like, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll put that picture up if I can find it. But That's it's just wild. one of those stories that I just had to tell on the podcast because it was so fucking weird when it happened. That and is weird. Even yeah. this. Yeah. I kind of forget about it. And then I'll remember and be like, yeah, what the fuck? We've you always here hear like, like people like opening up like a place in their house. Like I found I opened up a wall and there was like all this like crazy old magazines or something. In or it, an old you know? Superman comic worth like yeah, yeah, two yeah. million dollars. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. get old broken bullshit <laughs> yeah I didn't, I've, yeah i went up in my attic recently because i had a flood and it was all i didn't realize that it was all um there's lights up there so it was all like wired and everything so oh, i shit. could like and like flooring like i could make another room i was like oh my house just got way bigger oh, cool. yeah i was like pumped i was like what's gonna go up here podcast video maybe <laughs> yeah that's yeah, sick. yeah yeah Damn. Damn. sweet little nook a little nook yeah it was, nice. it was awesome a yeah. hidden secret nook i, I love it pumped. i was pumped uh, I wanted to ask you because and I don't know when comics are doing stand up, you never know if it's like how much of it is oh, yeah. true or not. Yeah. And I know that you're divorced, yeah. uh, a fellow divorcee. Yeah. I'm remarried now, but uh, I was once divorced. And you say in your act that you were married to an MMA fighter. Yeah, so she does Muay Thai. So it was always your turn to take out the garbage, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she does Muay Thai. So it's not like really MMA, but she has like fights. Like, like She's a badass chick, though. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. Could she kick the shit out of you easily? Uh, what's that? Could she kick the shit out of you easily, you think? Uh, you know what? I always say this, and I don't know if it's... I always say, like, I would like to fight her. <laughs> Just to see who <laughs> Like, win. MMA rules. Like, and it's not like a domestic thing. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, we get along great. It's not a sexist We're thing. Friends. It's just like, it's just like yeah. I want to put my skills, it's like arm my non-Muay Thai skills against her 
in like an MMA fight. And, and it's obviously a hypothetical and she is like adamant. And like a lot of my friends are adamant too, that she would like kick my ass. I would lean that way, but I don't know how tall she is and kind of like what her yeah, stats she, my are. My height, my height. I'm taking her already. Yeah. <laughs> but like, not that you look like horribly out of shape or anything like no, that, but, but I, I just feel like I probably have 60 pounds on her. You know what I mean? Okay. So like, that's my, like my, thing like i was like i don't i don't know though i don't know and like straight like we're not doing this to like mangle each other we're doing this as for like a competition Just who would settle it once and for all right. right foot to the head and you're done yeah I that's think what i was gonna say my, she's gonna pull some technique on my you. friends like have you ever been punched in the nose like directly in the nose where your eyes water and i was like no Neither i haven't and i don't want to be no and i don't want but and he's like she would hit you in the nose once and it'd be done like yeah. you'd be you'd be over because she's used to getting punched in the nose. Like I could, you know what I mean? She's just used to that now. Like she knows how to like fight through that That first nose shot. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. But there's one time where she, people get the ears all blown out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The cauliflower ears. There's one time where she was like, Hey, I'm working on this like front kick. Can I show you it? And I was like, yeah, sure. This is when we were living together. And, uh, I was like, yeah, sure. You can show it to me. And she's like, just stand here. I'm like standing on like a landing. She's like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to. I'm just like trying to get my distance with this front kick. And I was like, cool. And she booted me off the landing, like hit me right in the chest. <laughs> I went like flying into like all these shoes and like a coat rack and just absolutely like she she got her uh, distance right on it and nailed me. And that's when I was like, okay, she's she's got. Yeah. And you there. still think you have a chance. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now I, I kind of like, want to see this fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think it'd be fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'd pay. Yeah. Yeah. People would. Yeah. yeah. That would be like a fun like reality show is like, uh, if people were like married to like MMA fighters, they had to like fight their, fight their ex, spouse. Eggs like, you know, fight spouse, their. Yeah. Spouse, spouse wars. So, yeah. Or spouse wars. Yeah. yeah. Or game. if they do like some kind of talent, you know, and then, so I have to fight her in MMA and then she has to do five minutes at, at Yuck Yucks or something. That would be the, yeah, yeah. the competition, right? That'd be cool. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a job swap or like couple yeah, exactly. job swap yeah. show or With something like exes. that. Yeah. Oh, with X's. With oh, yeah. X's, like X's to like the stakes are just that much higher. You That's know? true. Yeah. X's that are on semi good terms. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. People would watch that. I think it would be fun. I just thought of it. Look at that. All right. Yeah. Well, I uh, guess we'll get we're, on we're Zoom on and on I'll send you event. the first episode breakdown first by tomorrow. First episode. Yeah. Season one. That's how, yeah. People have to send me stuff for me to work on something. Plus, yeah. if there's money involved, you could get x's that aren't on good terms and that'd yeah. be even better yeah that's, that's true it. they're both motivated by the cash yeah Play like uh, uh like alimony or something like this is what we're playing for you know yeah high yeah. stakes yeah i get the kids <laughs> yeah it's like divorce court on whatever that like afternoon he's the referee yeah or exactly yeah she's those aren't real anyway she's still low. i found that those are like pre-scripted yeah yeah dude we went to the price is right in um in September on our honeymoon oh, and that was sweet. it was real yeah. but it's definitely not like what you think I watched a documentary on it and they like do like casting beforehand right they bring you in a room and like ask you, you questions yeah kind of like when we went there um, you go and like I'd say the whole thing was about like five hours but the actual show was like 45 minutes you know and they, they don't it's not like random where somebody's like alright the next person coming it's like they have picked who they want to come up uh, by that point yes yeah the whole thing was kind of a weird experience because we're, we're staying in L so we had to take an uber out to like glendale i guess they used to do it in downtown la but this was last summer they were their rent was going up or something so like fuck it let's just buy our own lot somewhere a little outside of the city and we'll do it there so we we go out there and we 
get dropped off at the end of this parking lot and there's a, la- a lady sitting there and a woman and she's got a tag saying prices right so we're like okay and she kind of just points us yeah you just go down there to the end of the lot and turn right so we do that yeah and then we end up at this building that's got all this asian writing on the outside which we later learned was korean i think uh, and it looked very much like an embassy or something. So we're just like, we did what she said. Why yeah. are we here? Yeah. <laughs> and we're looking around everywhere. We kind of end up going through some door adjacent to that building. I think they were connected, though. Uh, and we we went through, kind of just wandered around. We found a group of people who were just like, hey, we're looking for the price, right? They had no idea what we were talking about. And then we find this guy, another guy who clearly worked for the show, sitting there. And I guess we had somehow, like, cut through the entire line. So he sent us back and you go outside, you wait around. So that's the first part, just waiting to get yeah. in the building. And the Asian stuff was explained that it was, uh, I guess, their temporary holding facility for the contestants. It was like, but it was like a, a Korean preschool in oh. California. Oh, that's so weird. It was so weird. Like yeah. you're walking around, and you're like, this is just not what I expected. The Did you get to watch the episode? Like, were you... In the audience? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you made it. Uh, yeah, so everyone there, or almost everyone, especially, we had tickets that we had okay. gotten. They were free, yeah, but yeah. you had to apply through an email, and, yeah. we, and Kelly had done it a month or two in advance, because right. she really, really wanted to do this. Yeah. And we got him, like, right as Bob Barker died, too, and we were like, fuck, are we not going to get the tickets now? Because there's yeah. going to be a spike in interest, but we still got them. So if you have tickets, I think you're fine. You might have to wait a little longer. If you don't make it on the first show, it might be right. an all-day affair. Yeah. But there were some people who clearly just showed up, who show up sometimes, because they live around there, yeah. and some of them didn't make it okay yeah, yeah, yeah but they bring you to this big room where there's like a couple hundred of you in there i want to say and they're trying to keep everybody jazzed and yeah. pepped and a couple people are doing that as well because they want to be seen by the the oh, looky loose from yeah, yeah yeah the producers and all that so and neither of those people who were showboating ended up getting picked right it's like they're like no do you write your little... own name on the name tag no there's uh people who have been like trained to do it i because like everybody's handwriting is so nice on the prices right like it's mine would be like yeah Chip. tall yeah we have our name tags still we have a whole bunch of oh, stuff that's cool that. um so then yeah you're in that room for at least an hour hour and a half they show you an episode of the show to try to be like hey this is what to expect yeah. and get everyone laughing and there's like dancing like everyone's just <laughs> i don't know can just trying to keep people busy. And yeah. then, yeah, they kind of start taking you in groups of, I want to say, like a dozen. And you go just kind of around the corner and they just kind of go, hey, where are you from? What yeah. do you do? And we kind of knew this ahead of time. So we're like, Kelly wore like a little cheap dollar store, like a tiara veil bridal thing because we had gotten married in the summer and it, we were on our honeymoon. Yeah. So we're like, let's milk that. We're Canadians yeah. on our honeymoon. And uh, <laughs> the end is a moose. <laughs> yeah. We, we <laughs> didn't Canadian. get picked though. So yeah. uh, I was wondering in the end if maybe that was a bad decision that maybe they're like oh whenever the canadians win it's like a whole thing we got to do the paperwork and yeah so i wonder if maybe that was because you don't d- have to pay taxes on it right when a canadian yeah. wins and getting yeah. it to the border transportation it's probably just a lot more complicated on right. both ends for yeah the, the show and the contestants so i wonder if maybe we should have just said we're on our honeymoon and skip the canadian part yeah but they ask you where you're from i wasn't gonna lie mm-hmm. uh, but we still got front row seats Sweet. we were like we were like on the far Has side your episode but- aired yet yeah, it was November 9th or something like okay, that. Okay, so yeah, we taped it on uh, on my mother in law's, you know, whatever DVR, whatever they're called. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have it. We have a file, and and you know, you see us once in a while. We're kind of in the corner, but I got to shake Drew Carey's hand and say that how much I loved his sitcom growing up because yeah. I really was a I huge. I loved fan. his sitcom. It was I, I amazing. Loved it. Yeah, I'm a bit. I was like a big TV kid growing up. Like I was like, well, I loved improv too at the time, yeah. and like whose uh, who's line, line and great, they were. Dude, I still watch clips of that all the time. I should like go rewatch. 
the Drew Carey show. I always think of the episode where he's uh, he says he's on a hunger strike. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> they got where the skinny body the on the skinny couch. body underneath, and then they like pull up the blanket. <laughs> they pull up the blanket, and he's got like skinny legs, and they're like, "Why is your head still fat?" And he's like, "Everybody knows head fat is the hardest. to Yeah, lose. face fat is the or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the I hardest told. to lose. It was so. And funny. Mimi was hilarious. Oh yeah, his uh, Craig tr- Ferguson, Craig. Craig. transgender brother, bef- way before that was in fashion or whatever like i mean it's it's all the rage yeah. now but like back then that was like a bold move on a major network for sure show that airs at 9 p.m yeah. or whatever and that was a big plot in a lot of episodes i love craig ferguson like his Cra- oh, yeah. stand up his late night show was like for me it was like one of the best playing like, a he played a brit in that show though and yeah, yeah he did yeah he was the boss yeah yeah, yeah. mr wick yeah 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 great show oh man God, yeah lewis and oswald everybody on that show was great so good yeah i sound really old to some people but yeah was his first name john who Wick. Wick. No, I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. No, it was, um, oh man, Nigel, I think. Or yeah, something. something like that. Might be wrong. It was something really British. Yeah. Scottish, right? He was Scottish. He's Scottish. He's Scottish he might have been life. British on the show. He was but, British on the show. Okay, was he? He yeah. is Scottish in real life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. It was, yeah. Just ahead of its time and they had the best intros. I tried to like go back and like watch shows I really liked. Like, um, one I watched recently was, uh, uh, oh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, I always sort of watched that. I, I was sort never of like, did too. And I was like, oh, I'll get into it. Because honestly, it's like, for me, I have an eight-year-old. It's like trying to get things that she might like. Yeah. Like, like there's a couple of shows. Like some of them are newer, like Superstore. We we both got yeah, into. Yeah, I watched that. It was pretty good. Um, but good now moments. I'm going back to like older ones. Because uh, like, she's like aware of Friends. And that was like mm-hmm. big. And I was like, okay, she can probably. Like there's nothing major there. There's a lot of sex subplots. But I mean, she most kids wouldn't get you know it. Yeah. I mean? She wouldn't understand. It's like the funny slapstick stuff. Joey and, you yeah. know. But so I tried Everybody Loves Raymond. Man, that shouldn't. It's just not. Like it just didn't. I was like, ah. Like. I just, I'm scared to go back and watch some of these shows Mm. that I was like into when I was younger because I don't want them to be like ruined for me, you know? But I think Drew Carey, I'm safe with that. Like, that was Yeah, Drew Carey also, one thing I really loved about it was that they always had, um, stuff that they would leave in in the final cut where you could tell they were almost all breaking. Yeah. Or you, or you could even see it sometimes where they were like legitimately laughing at they were out of character, whatever you want to call it, but it was so funny and enjoyable still. Yeah. You and, know, like, and when hey, I say hey, one up, of the best you know? opening, one of the best theme songs to a TV show. Well, that, yeah, all, they had several that were all really great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the first one was just a face dancing, like a face Yeah, the original. Movie. Yeah, it was like the cartoon the animated one. Parman, that was the first one. And the other one, they're like taking the bus around town or something. They got like, uh, there was the a- one where it was like, Every morning, just to, we talked about this on another podcast. I really, think, Bobby, Bobby Knopf, maybe. Oh yeah, Bobby would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm almost like, sure. So yeah. some people are going to be like, "You fucking broken records." Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably been a couple hours already. So if you're still with us, this is how it goes. You yeah, know? yeah. Getting older. Um, that's pretty much it, though. Honestly, that's almost all I have. We do have. I wrote the. Do you play the banjo? Because I saw a picture of you with. The no, band. I don't. I bought one to learn. Uh, literally right before I like jumped into comedy, and then I took one lesson and I broke. The like str- I'll be the funny banjo yeah, guy. Yeah, I I, I I took one lesson. I broke the string in the lesson, and I never went back to that's it. That's a bad like, omen. Yeah. I know. I was like, I'm done. It was so hard. It was so. I have no musical talent. Like none. I don't have that. Whatever that is, like, like that's something you either have or you don't a little bit you know to a people degree, that don't yeah, have say. it don't yeah. have it and i'm one yeah. of the people where i could i've like had guitars in my life and like i've tried and like just my wife is the same she wanted me to teach her bass and she was able to follow a bit of that but like um vocally 
completely oh tone God. deaf. I, like I'll catch her trying to sing along with something if she doesn't know I'm listening, and it's always like two octaves or keys or whatever off. Like it's never right. I did karaoke like a few weeks ago, um, and the speakers were behind me, so it was like I could hear myself. Really, and I was like, I am unbelievably. Um, bad, like singing. I'm awful. Like you, you always think you're a good singer. You always like everybody I think thinks is like, ah, oh, you know what? I can carry Like I could carry a tune. Like when I'm singing. Until you car, hear a recording of your voice. And it's brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I consider myself a pretty decent singer. I'm not as great as some people. I'm no Logan Brown. <laughs> Logan Brown can sing. <laughs> he's got pipes. Oh, he's a fucking amazing guitar player too. God yeah. damn it. He's he play, his little videos he posts. Your little videos, Logan. You, you know so what good. you're doing. You're so good. Uh, yeah. all, all guys who sort of play guitar, they see that shit and you, you just yeah. crush, crush you our tread. souls. Yeah. We're never going to be that fucking good. Anyways. All the best to Logan. <laughs> he got to meet Dave Matthews. He was saying recently. I yeah. saw that. That's super I know that cool. was a huge moment for him. So yeah, yeah, he's a big fan of Dave. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last question is the season five question, which you'll be, you'll be the first one. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask if if you could relive and re-experience at any time you want a memory from your life, what would it be and why? Oh man, this is tough. Um, Okay, I got, I got one. It's Olympic related. Um, I <laughs> Back always to say, the village, baby. I always say that this is the greatest moment of my life. And uh, my joke is all people are like, oh, your daughter being born? I was like, no, she's like number four right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's number, people hate when I say that too. And it's a joke. Well, it's never going to go up, right? Uh, she's no, 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 no. Go she's only going to get pegged down lower and lower. Like it's I wrote out my top 10 and it was like ridiculous. And I think she was four. Um, but number one moment is... Um, the Olympics in 2010, I'm in a bar, I'm watching the gold medal game, uh, Canada versus us men's hockey, the Sidney Crosby goal mm. or like the, even whole I know about that. Yeah, I'm not sports savvy at all. Yeah. The whole country was watching. Right. So I'm watching this at the Olympics and I'm surrounded by like, um, all these like broadcasters who I really like. Cause I'm like, a broadcasting nerd too. So like these guys were calling other events like RJ Broadhead who like calls hockey normally, but he was like, cause it's the last event of the Olympics is the men's hockey gold. So every other event has ended. So we're all in this bar watching. Uh, it's an overtime game. It's crazy intense. Sydney scores the goal. The streets just empty out into like, I was in Whistler. So like the town square and Whistler and then blue rodeo just starts playing. Like they were just there and people just handed ready. them instruments. Oh, the actual band? The actual band oh, shit. is there and they just started playing and they were like celebrating and people are like drinking on the, yeah, it is in, it's the most insane. Pure moment. joy. And there's like all these like athletes who j just won gold medals that I've watched and like celebrities around and blue rodeo just like playing and like thousands of people are coming into the square wow. and they got them amps and microphones and they're just like on a balcony in like somebody's apartment, just like playing because Sidney Crosby scored that no, is doesn't like even sound real it doesn't it is so <laughs> insane and people are just drinking in the streets and like police didn't care it was like the most I saw like pictures recently of uh when Argentina won the World Cup of Soccer of like this like uh euphoria in Buenos Aires and like and I was like yeah that's like that doesn't surprise me. Like I had that moment when Canada won gold in the Olympics. Like it was insane. Yeah. That's great. Cause you do hear about some cities where like a team wins the, the cup and this or that. And then yeah. they like start flipping cars. Yeah, and, like exactly. there's been enough of those as well. No, it was just like, it was, and it went for like 
probably 12 hours. Like it just was like just a rager, just a rager in the streets and people everywhere. And it was like, like doing lines with the guy from blue road. It was crazy. It was insane. <laughs> it was the most insane. It's not the only snow up here in Whistler. Mo- yeah. Moment of my life. Yeah. It was, it was I don't know wrong. if he does drugs. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, guy from blue road. Yeah. Jim Cuddy. Yeah. Jim yeah. Cuddy. There we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was cutting me another line there. But I was Jim. like, I, part of me is like, was Blue Rodeo like gonna play if they lost? Like, was this yeah, right? set? Like, if Maybe they lost, like, everybody would have been losing their mind. Like, something a little like, more somber to yeah. try to calm the crowds before they turn into a mob. It was, it was, it was insane. It was an insane moment. Like, crazy. Yeah, yeah it was super cool. That's a moment where I'm like, yeah. And I was like, it was against the U.S. It was against the U.S. I, so I'd love to know what was happening in the U.S. at that moment. I don't know. There was a ton of Americans around too. Like, or were they all butthurt? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were a, a little bit, but it was just like such a good, they were like, a part of them I think were like happy for us because at that point we hadn't won, uh, we hadn't won gold on Canadian soil ever and we hadn't won the men's hockey gold. Um, oh no, we won in 2002. So up until, oh no, this is 2010. Yeah, we hadn't won gold on Canadian soil was the thing. Okay. So there'd been That's other big. Olympics, but we never won gold. So it was like a big deal for us. Yeah, well, and the whole crazy. world knows it's kind of our thing. Is men's hockey. I guess yeah. Russia and some of the, like, uh, the Finland and those countries, I guess, probably have a lot of hockey, too, just due to climate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they do, but, like, it's... But we're still known, I think, more than anyone. Oh, for sure. Because the it's NHL like, and... And we're just obsessed with it. Like, people are just obsessed with it. I'm, like, not... Like, I don't watch NHL every night. Like, I'm not, like, a... No, but I think most Canadians have at least, like, a hockey NHL period of their life. Because, right. like, I had that bond with my grandpa, like, his dad. yeah. You know, he was kind of a, a man of few words. And that, especially as a young grandson, yeah. you don't really know how to break that barrier. I wasn't the social dynamo that I am now. Right. Um, so, I, you know, he liked watching hockey in his recliner. So I tried to take an interest in it. And yeah. I genuinely still could go to a hockey game and, like, have a good time yeah. in a way that I don't think I could with a lot of other sports. Yeah. My grandpa's was uh, baseball. Like, he was, a, he never missed a Jays game. And, mm. like, I love the Jays now. Like, I'll watch baseball. Like, I find that more entertaining than hockey to watch for me but uh yeah it's all it's all about olympics in my in my mind yeah Yeah, you're waiting for those like shot put and the weird shit i love it like i love (laughs) it yeah there's a guy from brockville that did shot put in the last olympics and it was like i just like saw him out one day i just like like, posters yeah yeah, i was like you're the man like that's awesome yeah absolutely well um before we sign off here i don't know if you have anything you want to ask because he said no at the beginning of the episode he's like i don't got anything for this guy (laughs) and i'm like just wait you're gonna oh well conversationally so one thing um, is that Chad brought a little something for your wall. You might want to. Yeah, well, I was that. just about to dr- address that. Oh, after okay, this. Right. Yeah, thank you. Though. The other thing is, uh, I went to the 2002 Olympics. Oh, in Salt Lake City. In Salt Lake City. See, I don't know. And I saw another thing. So we can chat about that. 1896. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what year? 1896. Oh, oh, I, oh, but probably like that was the that was first, like the first one, one, right? And it was in uh, Athens. Right? Athens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm so just anyway, a trivia nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get the behind the scenes stuff like you did, but geez, I had a good time. I, oh, gotta, I, I gotta say, yeah, that, uh, Salt Lake City was great too. Canada won gold there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. you I went with to, work, right? Yeah, I, I didn't see that though. I, I saw the game before, which was Germany. It was Germany and Canada, and okay. we won that game, and that put us in the gold right. game, right? Yeah, so yeah. I saw that that one, and it's several other events, and, and I went with a company that co- was corporately sponsoring me, so I. I got kitted out and all the gear and uh, pins to trade awesome. and all the, all this stuff. Yeah, uh, I have all that stuff too. Yeah. Did you, what was your favorite event? I liked watching the speed skating. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was, never got to go to speed skating. Yeah, speed but it skating cool. was cool just because 
The oval's so huge, really, when oh, you, you look at it. Yeah. And they, I mean, they're going a good clip. And when you watch them come around the bend, you're going, oh, yeah. how are they staying on the ice? Yeah, yeah. one misstep you know? and you're... Well, that's it. I mean, they're gone. purely on their edges, right? Yeah. And it's just like, and when one loses it, like they go flying. So yeah. my, my favorite is biathlon. Because it's oh, like yeah. skiing, it's like a ski race, yeah. and they get to shoot guns. Like, yeah. it's oh, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. they shoot targets, and they're insane. Like, uh, the they're targets marksmen. are this big. They're, like, the size of a quarter. So, yeah. what, they get off the skis, like the James Bond no, they, entrance? they leave the skis, and they shoot, like, down, a, like, a sh- gun range. And then like, they go back yeah. to skiing? And then they go back to skiing. Crazy. And if you miss a target, it's, it's an old, yeah. like, sport. And if you miss a target, you have to do, like, a lap of, like, a penalty loop. Yeah. And when they oh. shoot, like their skis are pointing straight, sort of thing, and they so they twist their bodies, yeah, to do the fire, right? So yeah. it's not like you're shooting ahead, like at the enemy coming at you. It's more like the enemy's coming at you from the side over there, and you, so you're, and then they they get it back on their back and off they go, you know. It's, I, I asked somebody, I was like, what do you do? Because like they're huffing and puffing because they just skied like five kilometers, right? I was like, how do you like stabilize? You know, and I was like, do you shoot between breasts? And mm. this guy's like a Russian guy's like, we shoot between heartbeats. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, that's how dialed in they are. Damn. I just freaking, I just let, like in the Russian voice, I was like, that's the most badass thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we shoot between heartbeats. Well, I'm figuring his heart's got to be pounding. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and they like, are, they're like, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah. like it's the breath is like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I crazy. If he's ever taken a heartbeat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Sounds know. like yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah. It, was sound, it was intimidating. Have a shady past. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for coming, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What is fun. this? Sorry, oh, my bad. Dude, I, I, so I do, I do painting. Awesome. This one isn't like, uh, but I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'm, I figured you might be a Pulp Fiction guy. Yeah, yeah. I like Tarantino um, stuff the, as much as the next dude. So I just like, I love doing like spray paint, painting with like stencils and stuff. So I just was nice. like, oh, I grabbed one from like some. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's always cool to see. I just got, um, I guess I'll actually, you know, give me a second. You, you guys talk. <laughs> oh. um, uh, what are we, we going to say? Hmm. Oh, just something I just wanted to uh, give a shout out oh. to my friend Rick Campanelli because he sent me one of his old school uh, much music oh, business sweet. cards. And and he wrote me a, like a handwritten letter saying it's it's it might be the last one I have so take good care of it so I just want to let him know. Uh, oh, that's dope. That's really a super. That. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool vintage event. much music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks. Did thanks, we already high five? I think we did. I don't know. I, I uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was okay. awesome. I, I didn't want to forget the high five. Thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks for, for watching, me. and hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye.